Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and happy Friday. Happy September, too, if that happens to be when you're listening to this episode. This is the Mom Hour, and I am Sarah Powers, one half of your co-host team here on the podcast. Today, I'm here without my other half, Megan Francis, because this episode is part of our Voices interview series. So in these episodes, typically, Megan and I take turns bringing you conversations that, you know, shed light on something the two of us haven't personally experienced, or maybe that address an issue that really benefits from a different perspective than the one we bring to this show. And lately, we have been seeing a lot of discussion in our community about morning routines. So many of you are back to school in person for the first time in a very long time. Some of you have returned to work in an office or have moved or changed jobs. And over the last year and a half of this pandemic, all of our kids have, you know, also just gotten a year and a half older. So getting back into the morning routine feels, I don't know, like extra weird this year, a little bit loaded. And while Megan and I are always happy to share about our morning routines, we know that families look different all across the country and across the world. And hopefully earlier this week, you heard Tuesday's episode where Megan and I shared our community's house rules for easier mornings. So that is a must listen if you have not heard it yet. There's so many smart ideas in there about mornings, seriously. And for today's interview, I wanted to continue looking at the morning hustle through the lens of a couple of different families in our community. I'm going to be talking with two moms today. First, you'll hear from Lisa and then later in the episode from Ashley. And with each of them, we really dive into what makes mornings work well in their homes, what challenges they're facing this fall, and what house rules keep things on track for their specific families. Lisa is first to join me today. She is a single mom of four kids from the Kansas City area, and she works full-time in special education for the public school system. Lisa is pretty much a completely single parent. So what I mean by that, she has her kids almost 100% of the time and no family living nearby. So it was really interesting to hear her talk about maintaining a peaceful and calm home, even while getting four kids out the door to three different schools. I was really inspired by our conversation. And then later, you'll hear me chat with Ashley, a mom of two and a kindergarten teacher from Missouri. Ashley's daughter, Ella, has cerebral palsy and requires assistance getting around and getting ready for the day. So mornings in their home look different because of Ella's needs. And in a lot of ways, they look pretty typical, too. Because she's also a kinder teacher, Ashley has such great advice about the preschool and kindergarten age and what kind of rituals and routines really help those little ones get used to a new school year. It was really fun for me to chat with both Lisa and Ashley because they are both part of the team of writers we brought on to our team here at the Mom Hour this summer. Hopefully you all listening have seen on our Instagram and in our Facebook group that the blog has been busy. So we've got a bunch of posts up there already written by moms from different backgrounds and on all different topics, everything from essays to back to school tips. And both Ashley and Lisa have posts up on the blog this week that I will link to in the show notes so that you can read their words and get to know them a little bit better. Before we dive in, I also just want to take a quick second to thank those of you who have written us a kind review in Apple Podcasts lately. 
I know it's an extra thing to do, and sometimes it's even kind of hard to figure out where and how to do it. But when Megan and I read a review that lets us know we're making a difference for moms out there, it really does mean the world to us. If you haven't left a review and you'd like to, I will pop a link in the show notes, which are probably right there in the app where you're listening now uh, for how to do that. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah, and for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code MOMHOUR. Hey, I'm back with our contributor, Lisa. Lisa, welcome to the Mom Hour. Hello. I'm so excited to have you here today. And we're going to talk about morning routines and getting out the door on busy mornings. But first, just introduce yourself to our listeners. I'd love to know where you live and who's under your roof with you. What do you do for a living and how old your kids are? All that good stuff. Okay, fantastic. Well, uh, my name's Lisa. I am super excited to be one of the new content contributors um, for the Mom Hour. During the day, I am an early childhood special educator. I work with groups of teachers supporting them and also students ages three, four, and five with special needs. Um, Under my roof, I have four beautiful beings, all in different stages of life. My oldest Mm -hmm. is 14. The next one is getting ready to turn 12. I have a new eight-year-old and one getting ready to turn seven. So it's been, um, this was the year of one in high school, one in middle school to an elementary. That's how we are starting the year. (laughs) That is a lot. I have a 13, 11, and eight. So my three of mine are kind of, we're kind of like in the same general stage, but you have an extra. <laughs> yeah. So right, that <laughs> is a lot. And you're, you're a single mom, pretty full time, correct? Yes. Yes. Full time. I um, have the kids at the house and they will go see their dad every now and again, but he um, lives out of state and the rest of my family is um, either in a different part of the state or in different states as well. So okay. it's me. It is you and the four kids. And what state is this, by the way? Did you say? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, Kansas. We are in, in Kansas. the Kansas City metro area. Mm-hmm. Ah, I have a sister in that area, too. We'll have to catch up catch up about that offline. Yes, please. And talk about a little bit more about your work. So you're working with both teachers 
and students, but you are not a classroom teacher yourself. So just like explain what that looks like. Are you traveling around to different school sites? Are you kind of moving around throughout the day? How does that work? Yeah. So I work for a school district and I'm on a team of four. There are four of us and we split the district. It's a pretty big district. So like we have five high schools and 10 middle schools and uh, nearing 40 elementary schools. So my caseload is 10 elementary schools where I support our early childhood special education teachers um, through reflective practice. We kind of go in and do observations and data collection and um, general anything that they kind of need to feel better supported in their caseload curriculum or anything around that. Um, That's kind of what we do. And then we have our at-risk programs that are federally funded, our Head Start and Jumpstart programs. Um, And so we serve students in those programs because those are general education preschool programs. So we are the specialist that comes in to do screening, Mm -hmm. evaluation, and service minutes for um, those students who need it. That's so valuable. So thank you for the work that you're doing. Um, Since we're talking about mornings today, I'm so curious, are you, is your commute, like, are you driving to the same location every day? Or you said you have 10 elementary schools and the preschool program. So are you, are you driving a lot? I guess is my question. I do drive a lot. Um, My office where I get to house out of is probably 20 minutes from my house. So it's kind of a commute, but it's an in-town commute. So I get Mm -hmm. all the trains and all the school zones. (laughs) Yeah. So I have, I, so I, I don't always start at the same place. Sometimes I start near to home. Sometimes I start, you know, 20 or 25 minutes away. Okay. And then how does that impact where you've already said your kids are in all three levels of school right now, high school, middle school, and elementary school. As we record this, have they started yet for this fall? They have started. They started last week. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so are they busing or is there, well, I promise we'll back up and we'll get to the morning in your home, but you know, with a single mom with four kids in three different schools and you're driving a different place, I just want to <laughs> lay the groundwork here that it's not yeah. like everybody's waking up and all going to the same place every day. So right. how do the kids get to school and does any of that kind of overlap with your driving? So it, some of it does. Um, I've started my oldest two who are going into high school and middle school. They ride the bus Um, And their bus stops are different, but my oldest is a pro. She is very much like me, type A, organized, um, on like, likes to make lists and things. Mm -hmm. So she, her bus stop this year comes a few minutes after her brother's bus stop. So she was kind enough to make sure he got to the bus stop that he belonged to um, because she was there last year. And then she can get to her bus stop. So I have two riding buses to and from school most days. And then my two youngest go to before care. So I drop them at a different location um, before I go to work. Got it. Okay. All right. So we've kind of set the stage there. Um, So let's back up and actually just kind of walk through a typical school day morning in your house. So what time, what time does the morning start? You can talk about you know, how you get yourself ready for the day um, and and how the kids are up and maybe what support they need from you versus what are they doing on their own? And also what time is this all happening? Okay, perfect. So mornings vary a little bit depending on what my self-care for the day looks like. Um, oftentimes I'll get up between five and 5.15 so I can make a 5.30 workout or run. Um, either at my house or I have a group of friends that we run together near the neighborhood. Okay. Uh, I also have a gym. I'm taking a little hiatus now, but I'm excited to get back to them. Um, but that's uh, probably about 10 minutes from the house. Okay. So 5.30 to about 6 or 6.15 is when I work out. That's when I do it. Mm-hmm. When I come home, I usually hop in the shower. I greet my first daughter good morning because she sets her own alarm and she's up and she needs more time to process mornings and she knows that. So she mm-hmm. set her, herself up for success that way. Um, I'll shower and then at 6.30, the kids got the Amazon Echo Dots. Mm-hmm for Christmas. And so they have started setting alarms for themselves <laughs> on their dots. So I have an alarm on my phone. So if I don't hear their alarms going off, I can go into the app 
and I start music and it goes through the whole house. So I, I try to it. pick something that they will enjoy waking up to. It's not like the horns or the sirens that yeah. panic people awake. Um, oftentimes at bedtime, they will request a song to be woken up to the next morning. So I try to honor that when I can, if I can find the song on the playlist. Yeah. Um, then they slowly kind of roll out of bed. And something I had recently read over the summer, nine minutes of a child's day is super important. The first three minutes when they wake up, the three minutes when you reconnect with them, either after work or school, and the three minutes before bedtime. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to honor that with them in waking them up gently. Before we go to bed, I'll ask them, what kind of cookie would you like to dream about tonight? So (sighs) ensuring they have sweet dreams. So in the morning, I'll say, okay, how was your chocolate chip cookie with sprinkles and frosting? Or how was your brownie or whatever they had decided to dream about? So they get woken up with music and kind of a fun tag from the night before. I love that. We do showers at night because it's easier than the morning rush. Every so often, a couple of the kids will ask for a morning shower just to wake up, and that's okay. It's just being mindful and staying upstairs where all of our business is to keep them moving along in the right direction. Um, I've tried the checklist situation. I, I work well with that. But if you're not a visual kind of person, if that doesn't trigger you to remember something, it's really not effective. Yeah. So my presence is more effective for them. So the three youngest ones, I kind of stay present with them until I watch the last situation start. So it's typically brushing teeth. Brushing teeth mm-hmm. is so hard for some reason. I'm not sure why, but I get the most resistance there. Yes. So once everyone has started brushing teeth, I will go downstairs, make sure I give my daughter her minutes of time before she takes off for her bus stop. Um, the oldest two will get their breakfast. The youngest two will go through the checklist. Do you have a mask? Do you have your water bottle? Is it filled up? Do you have your iPad? Is it charged? Okay, can you take the charging cord to before care and charge it when you get there? Mm-hmm. Um, we'll put backpacks and shoes by the door. And then if they have extra time, they can jump on the trampoline or play with the dog mm-hmm. um, or have a snack if they are really feeling like they just can't wait for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I set alarms on the phone then for the two kids, the two older kids, to make sure that they're successful making their bus stop. Um, when the alarm goes off, they get a kiss and a hug and a blessing on the forehead, and away they go. And then when my oldest walks out the door, I tell the two youngest ones, I'm usually packing my lunch at this time, kind of finishing up. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell them, get on your shoes, get on your backpack. And we try to leave within five minutes after she's left for the bus stop. Okay. I want to pause and just kind of like digest with you a couple of things you said, because there's so much in there. Um, I think when we talk about our own routines, it feels unremarkable. But when when we can like expand this, I think there's several really important things you touched on. One, I love that you have this wide range of kids and their own independence and abilities because you have learned, and some of our listeners are just beginning this process, that not every morning system works for every kid. Um, So, you know, I'm so glad you brought up that checklists are a great tool. They're not necessarily going to work for every kid in every stage of life. Um, and and that your presence, and it reminded me of of Megan, because when Megan talks about getting five kids up and out the door in the days when she had all five kids at home, you know, she talked about that active management and it was a, it was a short period of time, but she didn't, there was no resting on laurels when, when it was in that time. And that's what she was doing, that active presence. And so I think sometimes moms can feel like, oh man, I couldn't ever get the chore chart together or like the checklist, like we failed at that. And I just want to say, I don't think it is a failure. I think it's what works for the personalities in your home, yours included. So I love that. So what time is um, everybody out the door. Ideally, you you talked about you getting up around five fifteen. But what time? What what is this all wrapping up? Uh, seven twenty is when okay. I walk out the door with my youngest two. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and you didn't mention lunch packing, so I only ask because I lunch packing is a big thing in my house in the morning. Are they getting lunch at school, or is that done the night before, or a combination? It's a combination. So this year they're offering free lunches again, and. We they have an offering of like three different types of meals, like a hot meal and then like a yogurt and pancakes meal most days. And then something else is smattered in there. 
And so we talk about it the night before and I tell them, okay, if you really can't find something you're going to eat, you need to pack now. We don't have time to pack in the morning. So I've only had to be that mom once of saying, no, sorry, you didn't pack the night before setting that precedent that nope, if you really want something different to eat, then we really need to do this the night before. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't happened since and nobody seems to be starving. So I think, I think we're okay. (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything else you do the night before you talk about showers um, and lunch packing, if it's going to be different? Um, Is there anything else that's done the night before that really sets you up for success in the morning? I start a checklist the night before um, of things to remember. If it's an item, I'll set the item either by the coffee pot or on the table Mm -hmm. um, that I know I will pass through. Or if it's something I need to take with me, I will put it in my vehicle the night before. So I don't forget it. Um, yeah, I just, I found so many times that sometimes by Thursday, my house Mm -hmm. looks like it has exploded just Mm -hmm. with the countertops, the floors, like we can't see anything. So if it's something important, I may just put it in the vehicle so that I don't forget it. Um, very smart. Very smart. It's worked. I mean, I haven't forgotten yet. So (laughs) yeah, I love it. Well, let's talk about how things have changed over the years a little bit, especially because you are in this, um, you don't have toddlers, nobody's in diapers anymore, nobody's buckling into a car seat, and everybody's in school full time. A lot of our listeners are looking forward to that day, but are not quite there yet. Um, and, And I know you're also doing this solo, single, so maybe you can talk about how things have changed, how mornings have changed over the years either as your own um, like living situation has changed or just as kids have gotten older? Sure, sure. So I um, was divorced when the baby was, I mean, I've been divorced as long as she is old. So mm-hmm. I've been doing four, four children on my own for seven years. Okay. And so um, it's kind of grown and developed. Like you said, as the kids have gotten more independent, I really try to foster that in them, not because I'm just a single mom, but also because it's a good life skill to have yeah. to not just do all the things. Sometimes it is easier just throw it on and just do this. Other times it's like, no, let's, let's slow down. And, and here's a teachable moment that I can manage right now. Mm-hmm. So when they were still in diapers, when the baby was a newborn, um, I remember I would get up and nurse. Oftentimes my toddler would be in bed with me um, because that was what I could do in that moment. Yep. So he would slowly rise and shine. I would go wake the other two kids up. Um, Everybody adored the baby. So she was always attended to in some way or another. Mm -hmm. Hey, can you, you know, while you're brushing your teeth, she's going to lay on the blanket beside you or sit in the bumbo. So I feel like everyone has had a part no matter how old they were, have had a part in our morning routine of being helpful and Mm -hmm. being present just with each other. So the oldest two would kind of help each other out and go get someone's shoes or while I'm changing the diapers, someone, you know, might be putting the set of diapers in a diaper bag. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I didn't have twins. My youngest two are 14 months apart. So it kind of felt like that at times, but you know, even the older brother of the two youngest, um, Mm -hmm. he loved to be helpful. He's always loved to be helpful. So giving him a job to do or somewhere to sit or just hold the baby's hand so that I knew, you know, that the task was sit here and be still, but he thought, oh, I'm keeping the baby safe while mommy does whatever I needed to do. So it has looked a little bit different. Yeah. And I'd say, Lunch packing has always looked different. You know, before when we paid for school lunches, um, that was an expense that maybe I'd, I wouldn't choose to budget for as much as they would hope that I would. Uh-huh. So we would sit down with the whole menu for the month and we would mark down who wants hot lunch. You can choose one or two per week. Yeah. So we would pack lunches the night before every night. And something I think they look forward to with that is I will handwrite a note or a joke to put in their lunch um, or draw a picture when they were non-readers before they were pre-readers. So that's kind of one of those things where, okay, if we're going to do this, I really need to do it the night before. And there were mornings that, okay, gosh, we had so-and-so events. We have to do it the morning of, because I I cannot, like toothpicks will not keep my eyes open. We've got to do this in the morning. So we do, like we can stray from it, but it's about not getting stressed about it and just 
planning for that extra five minutes to get through. Yeah, I love that. I would imagine that your ability to exercise in the morning and get up extra early to take that time for yourself was something that um, was probably not present when you had a newborn and a toddler and two small kids, but that was added in at some point along the line. And I know I'm not a single mom, but I know for myself that getting up before my kids was not something I could do until everyone was sleeping through the night and leaving on a run or going to the gym requires that you feel comfortable leaving your home with nobody, no other adult in it. So I'm, I just want to point that out because it is kind of a, like a magical level unlocked when you can leave, you know, leave your kids for a little bit on their own. And when you have slept well enough to wake up before them, both of those are, I'm there with you, but it's, it's a long time coming to get to that, to get to that point. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and here's the situation when your kids are so young and if you choose how long you nurse, oftentimes you can't be gone when they're waking up that early in the morning because they, they physically need you there as well. Um, not just your presence, but the the nourishment and the, and, and the safety and all of that. So I'd say it was probably just a year and a half to two years ago when I was able to start doing that when my youngest was five. And when my oldest felt comfortable enough to be on her own, we had a conversation about it. It wasn't something I just started doing. Right. And we just had the conversation that, okay, I'm going to work out in the morning. It's going to be dark outside. The van will be gone, um, but you guys will be sleeping. So when mm-hmm. I come back, that's when we'll start waking up. And it's worked out really well. There's only been, <laughs> There have been a handful of mornings where my youngest will um, wake up while I'm getting ready and say, mom, I really... I really just don't want you to go to the gym today. Mm-hmm. And I won't because it's that time is too precious yeah. to me. I can work out for the rest of my life. And when I look back and my oldest, the one who made me a mother is in high school. I'm like, yeah, no, we're the gym can wait until tonight or tomorrow yeah. or the next day. So, yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, let's just, before we wrap, I want to hear something that's going well so far this school year in the morning in your house and something that's a challenge. So let's start with what, I mean, it sounds like you've got a really great routine locked in. So what's go, what feels particularly like you're nailing it right now? I think getting the kids, getting everybody to their correct location with their business. <laughs> I feel so good about that right now. Like we haven't forgotten anything. Or if we did, there was one day where my middle school son forgot his device and he yelled over the fence, mom, I need my computer. So I ran to the device or where we keep the devices and I unplugged it and I handed it off to his little brother. And I said, go and he ran it. Yes. So my oldest (laughs) son is running to the bus stop. My youngest son is chasing him with the device, (laughs) but we made it, but we made it. Um, teamwork. So with a little bit of teamwork. It. Absolutely. But I, I do, I feel so good. Everyone's maybe not waking up with a smile, but we're le- like, are, I'm not yelling in the morning. Sometimes yeah. I can be a yelly mom when uh-huh. I get frustrated. Like, are you serious? But I feel so solid about the start we've had. <laughs> so good. I love hearing that. And I love hearing you acknowledge that you can get yelly when things aren't going well, because that's, I think like 95% of us. You come across as so calm and nurturing. So I'm actually really glad that you admitted that uh, for everyone because we all can be yelly mom. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, we all totally. have a little yelly in us. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. Um, so then what has been a struggle or a challenge? And if nothing, I know the school year is brand new for you. So if nothing's revealed itself yet, um, feel free to kind of look forward and, and talk about maybe an anticipated challenge as things get busier this fall. Well, with the morning routine, I feel good about. I think it's the evening routine. So I'm not typically a night owl. I do better. I do better work in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean I always like to go to bed, but it means I get up super early and and I'm that's when I'm most productive. And it, it's kind of the same for my kids. In the summer, it's kind of a free for all bedtime, and so reestablishing the bedtime where we're reading. I read to them. We do the prayers. I tuck everyone in their own beds with kisses and hugs and lay with them for, I think that's been the trickiest part is reestablishing that, okay, you know, we're not doing devices or Xbox or whatever until your game is done. I'm your game is done in five minutes, whether you're done or whether you're not done. 
Yeah. So just reestablishing that to be successful and making sure that everyone gets what they need in the morning, like in terms of sleep, I think that's been a little bit tricky. I would, I would co-sign that just because my kids are in the same age range as yours. And my kids were such early risers for so long that early bedtimes were not a problem. We didn't have bedtime struggles because they were tired at 730. And then we know when this is when they're smaller. And then as, as time has gone on, each summer has gotten more relaxed because it can, because they'll sleep Mm -hmm. in a little bit longer in the morning. And so, yeah, I, I never really had to reestablish bedtimes in the fall until the last couple of years because they always went to bed early because they were always up early. Whereas I do, I am feeling that and also feeling like there are some of my children who won't go to sleep at say Mm -hmm. 830, but they Mm -hmm. still need to be in their rooms. They still Mm -hmm. need to be in their rooms reading or, you know, quietly listening to music, nothing, nothing on a device, nothing like, and that is, that's a different boundary to set than just like, tuck in good night. I know you're going to close your eyes in five minutes. So it's, yeah, it's different. Just validating that it is different as kids get older and maybe they're not going to fall asleep at eight or eight 30 anymore, but, but there still needs to be a wind down, I guess is my point. Right. No, for sure. And that's been our biggest struggle, but we're going to get there. I know we're going to get there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's very early in the, in the school year. Um, Well, Lisa, we're so excited to have you on the contributor team. You have a a blog post up on themomhour.com this fall about how moms can support educators in their school year this year. So we will link up in the show notes uh, for this episode how to go read your first blog post on themomhour.com. And then, um, yeah, I would love to have you back on the show sometime in the future. And just it was great to get to know you and your family. And we're so happy to have you. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity and I'm super excited to be part of the team. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. We are welcoming back Ritual as a sponsor today. Megan, we both try to make healthy choices, but you know, sometimes it's tricky to sort through fact and fiction when it comes to supplements and vitamins to figure out just what they're doing for us. That's why I'm glad Ritual keeps studying their products and sharing the results, especially as it relates to women, since women are the focus of all Ritual's products, including the Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. And the results are super reassuring. Just as an example, Ritual conducted a university-led clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin, and it was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin is made with high-quality and traceable key nutrients in clean, bioavailable forms with nine key nutrients in two capsules per day. Plus, they are leading the industry when it comes to sustainability. They use lower carbon packaging and prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients. That kind of thoughtfulness really matters to me. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash the mom hour. Start Ritual or add the Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash the mom hour for 25% off. Right, I'm back with Ashley. Ashley, welcome to the team and welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. Why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners a little bit about your family and where you live, everybody in your house, what you do for a living, and just anything else you want to share. Sounds great. I'm Ashley. I am a kindergarten teacher. We live in Winsville, Missouri. I live with my 
husband, Kurt. We've been married for um, 12 years now. We have two kids, Ella and Jake. Jake turned five recently, and Ella is nine and going into the third grade. She comes to school where I teach, so I love that about everything. Jake will be joining us next year when he starts kindergarten, and we're kind of just your average Midwestern family going through the going through life and raising kids. And those who heard you um, on the podcast, gosh, it's been about almost two years now. Um, yeah. You shared a little bit about Ella because it was um, a partnership with the March of Dimes. So talk mm-hmm. a little bit about Ella and what makes your family unique from that perspective. Yes. So Ella is nine years old, almost nine. Sorry. She has cerebral palsy. It was about nine years ago that we found out we were pregnant with her and going through all the diagnosis. That's why nine sticking in my head. Um, mm-hmm. We have been through her journey, you know, with surgeries and she was born three months early. She was in the NICU for four months. Um, during that time, the NICU was when she received her cerebral palsy diagnosis. And, um, you know, we've just kind of been managing through therapy, surgery, life and everything with that. Yeah. I'll point listeners to listen to that episode. Um, Anyone in a high-risk pregnancy or going through a long NICU stay or, you know, a a diagnostic situation with a newborn, I think that was such a helpful episode. So we'll be sure to link that in the show notes um, where you tell that whole story of Ella's arrival. But let's talk a little bit more about your job as a kindergarten teacher. We have a lot of we have a lot of kinder mamas in our listening audience. We also have a lot of teachers in our listening audience. So just talk a little bit about how long you've been teaching. What do you love about kindergarten? What's your favorite thing about this job? Okay, so this is my 11th year. I taught seven years in one district, took some time off after Jake was born. And then when Ella went back to kindergarten, I realized I couldn't handle it. So I went back to teaching kindergarten. (laughs) The only grade I've ever taught. I absolutely love it. I think I love it because they're, they're babies and they're brand new and they're so excited. We just get to have a lot of fun and I love it. We do dress up days. So like letter L day, we dress up like ladybugs or on B day, we dress up like bumblebees and U day, we dress up like it's just so much fun. And I think I just get to be outgoing and fun. And I mean, they do tell me I look like a princess and that I'm beautiful every day. So I do love that aspect of it, like all the compliments, <laughs> but you know, it's a lot of fun and you just, they grow so much. They come in knowing nothing. And by the end of the year, they're reading. I still don't know how I do that. I just, cause I'm like, oh my gosh, look at you. And it's just kind of like the magic of kindergarten that I absolutely love. Well, I know um, as parents and moms, we're always so grateful to have that high energy and nurturing energy um, to send our kids off to because five and six is, you know, challenging, challenging ages at home. And I know I've just been so grateful for all three of the kinder teachers in my kids' lives. And actually they all three had different because we've moved around quite a few schools. So, um, so thank you on behalf of all of us. Absolutely. You're welcome. I, I wouldn't trade it. I love it. I love that. Well, the official kind of theme of this episode, and actually the last few episodes have been a lot about mornings. So we're going to dive into talking about mornings. Um, And I would just love for you to walk us through a typical school day morning in your house. We know um, Ella's going to the same school that you teach at and then, but feel free to talk about it all. Mm -hmm. What time everybody wakes up, who's, you know, who's kind of uh, driving the bus as Megan and I would say, or like directing the the cruise ship activities. So yeah, just walk us through. Perfect. So, um, I get up before everybody. I get up between 5 and 5.15 in the morning and I get myself ready. I shower, get my hair ready, you know, get myself completely ready unless I'm wearing like white pants or white shirt. And then I do that as we're walking (laughs) out the door. So, you know, that kind of depends everything. For the most part, I'm ready by the time my kids get up. And it's hit or miss when they wake up. Sometimes they wake up while I'm getting ready and I just take them downstairs to get their thing or I'm getting them out of bed. But usually I get them up between 6.15 and 6.20. So like an hour after I'm up and um, they eat their breakfast, brush teeth, they take allergy medicine, and then we're out the door, Um, brush hair, all that. And like I said, I'm pretty much doing it all because it's just easier that way. Um, And I guess my tips for what I've kind of learned. So I shared with you, I'm an Enneagram six is what I think I'm going to go with. And it's just, I'm always ready for what's going to go wrong. And so I just like to have a consistent routine where everybody knows what to expect. And I also like it to be easy. So I was kind of thinking, you know, like I don't make a fancy breakfast in the morning for anybody. We're eating the packaged mini muffins. So Mm -hmm. I know that's not healthy, but I also know my kids are going to school and are going to get a school breakfast that's healthy if they want it. 
And so I try not to let that bother me because if they're hungry in the morning, they're going to eat a little bit and then they'll get their healthy stuff later. And it just buys us time for their tummies to not get hung before they get to school. And we also, when we brush teeth, we have a two-story house. So our downstairs bathroom where we're getting ready, you wouldn't typically think to keep like toothbrushes and a hairbrush or bows in. But I do because that's where I'm getting everybody ready in the morning. And it's right there. Yes. So if I tell Jake to go brush his teeth, it's right there. And he does to go all the way back up the steps because apparently that's very tiring for a five-year-old boy in the morning. (laughs) And um, it just makes it easier for me to say, hey, Jake, I even like I have. So I have Ella and she doesn't get herself ready. It's not possible for her at this time. It's a goal we're working towards. So I do it all for her. And um, Jake sees that. And I don't think he... I think he just expects me to get him ready because he doesn't understand, which is fine. However, we're also trying to make sure he can dress himself independently, which he can, but he sees me dressing Ella and getting her shoes on and brushing her teeth. Mom, do it for me. Do it for me. So I kind of have to turn it into a little challenge and um, pick my battles. And I can kind of like read his mood in the morning is to be grumpy and I'm just going to have to do it for him to save time or can I like encourage him to do it? So it's a pick my battle thing. Cause I know if I tell him to get dressed and he doesn't want to, we're going to battle for five or 10 minutes where I could have him dressed myself in a minute. You know what I mean? So right. it's like, where is, where am I best putting my energy and putting my time? So I just try to read his mood and I try to make it a challenge too. Like I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to brush my teeth. And you know what, Jake, you're so slow. I'm going to beat you. And he loves a good challenge. And he's like, oh, no, you're not. And then he's ready to go and he's got himself dressed in 30 seconds. So I love that. You know, just turning it into something fun and just reading him. Or, you know, I'll say, um, I'll kind of like whisper quietly to Ella, you know what? Jake's still in his pajamas. I bet we can get you dressed before (laughs) he can put on his shoes or just turning something. He loves a little bit of a competition. We might have a complex we have to deal with later. But for right now in my life, that makes it easy. So that's what I go with. And when I'm getting their toothbrushes ready or Ella's ready, I'll put her toothbrush on and um, bring it to brush her teeth. And I'll just put toothpaste on Jake's and I'll just tell him, Jake, your toothbrush is ready to go brush your teeth. And he'll just go do it because he has nothing to argue about at that point in time. I've got it ready for him. So instead of him having to do all the extra steps, he's more like, oh, okay. And just kind of goes. And some mornings I'll say, do you want me to do it or do you want to do it? And, you know, we'll go with whatever. And it's kind of the same way for clothes too. kind of backing up to dressing. You know, I'm dressing Ella and I'll ask her because she's going into third grade. She kind of has an opinion. Do you want to wear the dress or pants and a shirt? And she'll tell me and then we'll talk about what color if there's something she had in mind and we'll go for it. And I'll ask Jake when he gets up, do you want to pick your clothes or do you want mommy to pick your clothes? More often than not, he says, mom, pick my clothes. And then Mm -hmm. he gets what he gets. And we're not a family that can lay clothes out a week in advance. I wish we were, but um, my kids, I guess, can't make decisions. We've tried it a couple of times. They can't, by the time we get to like Wednesday, they don't want to wear that anymore. And again, I'm changing the clothes because it's not worth the argument. So we just decide the morning of what we're going to wear. And it makes it a little bit easier. Just very simple, very quick. But um. Like I said, I woke them up at 620 and we are out the door by 645. Wow. I know it's, we live, so where we live, we live by, um, I have to turn left out of my subdivision on this little Uh two lane highway. And there's a lot of school buses that also have to turn left out of my subdivision and then left onto this other road to get where one of the main school campuses is. We have four high schools in my district and this little pod of schools has a middle school, a high school and an elementary school. And everybody's trying to get there in the morning. And I just Mm -hmm. like to beat them so I don't have to sit in traffic and behind buses. Because even if I would still be on time, the traffic makes me, I guess, the Enneagram 6, it makes me anxious. And so we just, and that's another game we kind of play in the morning. Let's beat the buses so that we're getting out of our neighborhood before the buses. And um, then I'm just at work a little bit earlier, get everything ready. And then I don't stay as late. So it's fine and we're good, but... It's quick and it moves and my husband sleeps through most of it. It's so funny. Okay, well, I want to I want to pause us and kind of um, like digest some of what you said, because Ashley, you haven't heard this yet, but Megan and I have already recorded Tuesday's episode. Listeners have heard the house rules for easier morning. So this whole mm-hmm. week on the podcast is about mornings. 
And so many of the things you spoke to, I want to comment on because I think they're important. One was the last thing you said, which is your kids are up at 620 and you are out the door at six, um, by 645 and that sometimes less time in the morning is better. And that was a theme that came through um, in Tuesday's episode as well. But the other thing is talking about Jake and independence. And I just want to remind, sometimes I think there's a lot of pressure put on moms, um, especially kindergarten moms and early school aged moms, that kids need to learn all these independent skills and they need to be doing things themselves. And, you know, of course, the long term goal is a child who can get themselves completely ready in the morning. But Megan and I always come back to like, if if what works for this season of life is that you're meeting that child halfway on their independent skills, like Jake is fully capable of choosing his clothes, dressing himself, brushing his teeth. But is he capable of doing that five mornings a week in a 20 minute window without also like having a meltdown? Probably not because he's five. And, And when he's six and when he's seven, he will be. So if anybody out there is feeling like, they're doing too much for their kids or they're not like they're not promoting independence. You've got a long on ramp toward independence. Mm -hmm. And I don't want anybody to feel bad that they're taking, like you said, like the easy route, um, picking your battles in the morning. So I'm so glad you talked about all of that. And then I also want to jump in on being a special needs mom, because Mm -hmm. I would imagine that when you read a blog post or hear advice for for morning routines or any parenting topic, there's probably for you and your family, you're like, "Mm, yeah, but that doesn't work for us. So maybe we can just spend a minute kind of um, talking about how you've, how you've learned to adapt traditional uh, advice for your family or Mm -hmm. how you, how you make that work, knowing that Ella is not going to be fully independent, you know, in the morning at this point. And that's something you're working toward. Yeah. So what we do, I think mostly is I try to, like I said, I do everything for her. So the people who say they have their kids do this, then this, then this, we're keeping the same kind of routine, except I'm there doing it with her. So like we get up, she goes to the bathroom, we get dressed and it's me helping her. I try to give her the choices of, you know, her picking what she wants. I try to do that. And then, um, we also have to be careful with, um, her, like what she eats in the morning too, because she does have a high palate and it could get stuck and she could get she could choke. So we don't want to have to do the Heimlich in the middle of the morning, which sounds really weird, but we have to think about the food that she's eating so that I can step away. Or um, even just, we have to make sure that also she has some anxiety. So while I'm challenging Jake to rush, I have to also make sure that I'm not freaking her out that we're running late because then Mm -hmm. she's going to get worried and get upset. And she's going to throw herself into a panic attack because Jake's making us late. So it's kind of just a balancing act. And I really don't know if we're that different, except for the fact that I have to do it all for her. Kurt will come downstairs and help put on like her AFOs and shoes. So I do want to put that out there. Like he does help. Once he's awake, he'll put on her shoes and her splints to kind of save me time to get everything in the car. Mm -hmm. But um, she's, you know, it's kind of the same routine, just with me a little more heavily involved with her. Um, okay, well, let's talk about after you've beat the buses and you yes. arrive at school. Um, what's it like getting your kind of like shifting from mom mode to teacher mode? Um, what do you do to kind of get ready for all these kinders coming in? And is there anything that continues the morning routine in the classroom? Yeah, so kind of a benefit, I think, of me being a mom and a teacher is I just stay in mom mode. Because yeah. that's what they need. Although it's nice because we're my school starts at eight and we're usually there between by seven fifteen. Um, so Ellen and I will come in and we'll just walk around and if they have uh, like sometimes they have a name writing page or they do a morning choice in the morning. Our mornings are very calm. Again, it's a schedule and we repeat it. Mondays we practice writing our name. Tuesdays we do a morning choice tub. Wednesdays we work on whiteboards. Thursday is a morning choice tub and Friday is play doh. We do that all year long. They have the same thing they do. So they know what to expect in the morning and it's not hard. Once they write their name, they can choose a choice tub or color on their picture or do Play-Doh. Once they, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they do the same thing the whole time. Friday's Play-Doh the whole time. So it's very easy so that they can kind of come in and decompress Mm because I don't know what happened to them in the morning. Um, There's breakfast at school if they want to eat it. So, um, During COVID year, they ate in the classroom because we closed the cafeteria. But this year, I believe they're going to eat in the cafeteria again. And if they're going to bring food in my room, I'm not going to tell them no, because they need to eat. I know some Mm -hmm. kids don't like school lunch, so they'll bring in an apple and sit in the room Mm -hmm. and eat an apple or an orange or 
whatever, and I'm fine with it. So give them the time to decompress to whatever just happened in their household, good or bad, and gets their brain ready for we're going to do school. Um, I love music, so I'll play Monday through Thursday. I play like just classical Disney piano songs, and it's just the piano. And like they usually recognize the songs and they'll start singing along, and it's really kind of fun. I know. And then we start singing like Moana or Frozen, and we enjoy it. On Friday, we do Kids Bop, so like it's a dance party, and we turn on our party lights, and it's a lot of fun. And just again, they know what to expect because we do the same thing all the time. Yes. I'm, tell- I'm in the middle of summer and I can tell you what we're going to do right now. Um, and then we do that until like we do morning announcements and then a couple minutes after morning announcements. And then to get them all ready for school, like I turn on my calendars, kind of, I guess, think like PowerPoint slideshow type thing. Mm-hmm. And I have a YouTube video linked in there and I'll just turn this. They see me get the calendar ready. I'll turn on the song and then, you know, that's cleanup. By the end of the song, they have to be on the carpet. They're on the carpet. And then we start our day with like check-in and calendar and our morning message. And it's a slow way to ease into learning. And then at the end of calendar is when we start with my past class, I've been able to either start the lesson or sometimes we have to take a break even after calendar and go to the yeah. bathroom and get our wiggles out and then come back to the lesson. It's a lot when you're five and six. It's a lot even yeah. to get through all that. Um, I'm going to jump in again because so mm-hmm. much of what you said, I think, is so valuable for parents of all ages to hear. And Mm -hmm. that is you, you've removed the need for you to be telling them what to do and what's next constantly because the rhythms and the rituals are established. And obviously at the beginning of the year, you're establishing those, but you know, those cues, cues like music, cues like seeing the screen come down for the YouTube video, um, cues like what whiteboard is out on their desk. Like it's so powerful to have And it's also helpful for you because you're not like, okay, everybody, it's time, you know, of course. And I'm sure you do a fair amount of that too. But um, those rhythms and rituals, I think can be done in the home. They can be done Mm -hmm. with older kids. Um, So I love, I love hearing that. And I think it's so, I love also that you mentioned that you don't know what kind of morning each of these children is coming in from. And that's a good reminder that we, we don't know. And so to, to make it easy on them and predictable and safe. Um, is, is such a powerful thing. So I love that. I'm curious. Um, do you think it's like a couple of weeks, a month, a couple months to where you feel like both with your own kids at home and also your kinders in the classroom to where the morning routine is like, okay, we kind of know what's going on. I mean, we're still Mm going to have the occasional off morning, but like the momentum, the flywheel is now moving on its own momentum. How long do you think that usually takes? Um, for my kindergartners, I try to get it within a week, like okay. as quick as possible, because then they're not anxious and they know what to expect. Mm-hmm. So I try really hard to set it right away. So there's no, what's coming next? What do we do? Um, with my own kids, um, we pretty much have the routine. We don't lose it because even in like summer days, we get up and they, we do the same thing. It just may mm-hmm. start at a different time or it may yeah. go a little slower. That makes sense. That makes total sense. Well, I will speak as as a mom who definitely has had different summer rhythms and back to school rhythms that with with my kinders, especially, I think six to eight weeks is um, it's a sounds like a long on ramp. But to where my kids felt settled in what to expect and the drop offs were going better and getting out the door in the morning was going better. So if you're new to the school, like Ashley, you're such a pro. Um, but if you're new to school aged kid life, um, I think it's normal for it to feel hard for at least a month and maybe even depending on your circumstances, maybe even a month or two. And I just mean like, you're still going to go through the morning routine and you're going to, you know, have your time that you have to get out the door and you're going to do your drop off. But there's a point where you realize like, oh, this doesn't feel hard anymore. And I think that takes longer sometimes than you think. And so I would say four to eight weeks if it's new to you to where to where it doesn't feel like you're pushing a giant boulder uphill every morning. Yeah, I would agree. And I can see that in the mornings with the kids, too, which is why we move slower in the beginning of the year and we're learning Mm -hmm. the routines. And so, yes, I will agree to that, too. That sounds. Yeah, I think that's like that's a good on ramp. And if you're someone who's eager to Like I really like established routines so I can be impatient for them to settle in. And I think if you just know that, um, especially in those preschool and kinder years, um, it just takes a little bit of time and then it, then it feels really good when it settles in. So, yeah. 
Well, let's talk about something that's going well in your house in the mornings. Could be this summer or that you just feel like has clicked even over the last year. What's working really well of the routine that you explained earlier? I think for us, what is working really well is we have figured out Jake. And I feel like I pick on the poor boy, but he is the strong personality of me and my husband combined. He's stubborn, he's smart, (laughs) he's independent, and he's observant. So he knows we're helping Ella, but he doesn't fully understand why we're helping her. And so he thinks we should just do it for him too. So we've figured him out and, you know, how to motivate him and how to keep it positive and try to read. If he start, if I say get dressed and he, no, and I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to fight this battle with him this morning. And I don't let myself lose in the fact that I, I don't go, okay, I'm going to dress you. I'll kind of walk away and do my thing for a minute. And I'll come back and be like, all right, I'm going to help you with your shirt. Cause I know that's where he struggles. You put on your pants and then we'll do that. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, I'm going to put on your right shoe. You put on your left shoe. And I know he likes me to put on his right shoe. Cause I've tried to do it the other way before. And he's called me out on it. <laughs> I don't know. So like we've just, I've just learned where he's going. So I try to build myself time where I can just slowly wake up my kids in the morning. And like Jake wants to sit and snuggle for a minute. And if I'm running behind, he doesn't get that time to snuggle. And most of the time I'll sit there and snuggle with him for a second. And then he's like, all right, let's go downstairs. Let's get dressed. Mm -hmm. And same thing with Ella. I sit there with her for a minute and she likes to talk about what are we going to do today? What are we going to do tomorrow? And we can sit and discuss, Mm -hmm. well, today you have physical therapy, you have cheerleading or Girl Scouts or whatever she's going to do because she likes to know ahead of time. And then she wants to talk about tomorrow, which sounds really weird, but I think again, so she can prep herself. Where are we? What am I getting ready for? Yeah. And saving that little chunk of time gives them, I think, just an easier morning. And it's not like, all right, let's get up. Let's go. Um, I also will turn on lights. So if it's like winter and it's dark here, I'll turn on all the lights. So it like slowly gets brighter and hopefully they'll wake up better on their own. Love that. Um, Well, what do you anticipate being a big challenge this fall? Um, I know it hasn't totally started yet, but any like any new phases your kids are in or any wrinkles in the plan that um, you anticipate being challenging? Um, Ella is very nervous to start third grade. So she's been crying a lot in the morning. So I feel like the first few weeks she knows it's Mm going to be hard, harder for her. Um, So I think it's going to be very anxious and I'm going to have to spend some time reassuring her. And I don't know where that time's going to be. I don't know if she's going to get up. Yeah. Last night she got upset before bed and, um, Kurt handled that. So then I don't know, like the first day of school, is she going to break down? Last year was the first year she came with me and she was so excited and she was so great. But then when we went to drop her off, it all came out and I had to be like, Mm -hmm. I got to go teach bye. And luckily Kurt was there and stayed with her but I'm, I don't know when her breakdown is going to come. So I anticipate that's going to be something. Jake's already back in preschool because I've had teacher work week. So he's doing Mm -hmm. fine and ready to go. He loves school and loves learning. So I feel like if I can get him dressed and out the door, he's good. And if we know where his shoes are in the morning, that's the other battle. But I think, (laughs) think, yeah, I'm sure that's the universal battle. I I found them in the oven the other day. Like, I mean, I don't know why they were there, but they were there. I went to cook dinner and there were his shoes. I don't know. So I think just knowing where his shoes are before we go to bed will make our mornings easier, too. Well, you're you're very wise to um, anticipate that sometimes like the emotional stuff it still has to be, it, it can impact the logistical stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they, you can't separate what you can't be like, sorry, honey, could we plan this? Um, right. Could we schedule your meltdown for two 30 yes. this afternoon? I have like a prep period that I could handle exactly. that. It just doesn't work that way. Well, Ashley, this was so much fun. I can tell that you have so much to say and you actually have a blog post up on the momhour.com today. So we'll point everybody to, to read that today. We'll link link up that um, as well as the last time you were on the show so people can hear more about your story and Ella's story that we shared a couple of years ago. But thank you so much for joining our contributor team and spending a little bit of time with us today talking about mornings. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy. Thanks so much to Ashley and Lisa for joining me today. And listeners, be sure to check the momhour.com slash blog for their blog posts and all the latest articles by our contributor team. 
Also, just a quick reminder that our monthly newsletter goes out on the first Monday of the month, usually, sometimes on a Tuesday. And if you sign up for the list this weekend, you won't miss September's newsletter, which will have an essay by Megan and a big list of all of our sponsor promo codes for your fall shopping. There's a link in the show notes to sign up for that if you need it as well. All right, friends, thanks for listening as always. And Megan and I will be back in your ears on Tuesday. Have a great Labor Day weekend. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Teas Made. I launched back in November and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. Well, you know I am fan number one of The Teas Made. It's got such a cozy vibe, and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines, and home and family life. Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts, or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes.